And welcome back to another episode of Grounded with Brandon and Craig on this gloomy gray, but not so cold Monday morning here in central Ohio. I'm Brandon. And I'm Craig. And you know, you don't have to be so negative when it comes to the weather, bro. I mean, and just embrace it. And, and just, it's the glory of God trying to get us, prepare us for spring. Who are you? I don't know, but I agree because with that you. that is not it what is. you were saying. <laughs> I know, right? His face, he's looking at me like, you know what? We have to start this over. Right. Start this over. So we need to tell everybody as we are getting started today, as we're like 30 seconds into this, that we are not going to be podcasting Next Monday, so next week Correct. we will not have a podcast unless we decide to do something later in the week. We're not doing this because Here we can go. I say it again? He's taking more vacation days off. Mm-hmm. So I like what Brent Rowland said yesterday. Why don't you just give us the days you're going to be here? Wow, thanks, Brent. Appreciate that. <laughs> you looked at him yesterday, like I did. I did exactly. Oh, um. Gosh. Yeah, so we are going, my daughter, I think I've told you this, but I've created a monster, and she hears that, and she's like, quit calling me that. Um, she is the biggest UNC Tar Heel fan ever. I'm sorry. And she... Sounds like a salvation thing, but anyway, go ahead. Well, I mean, it's better in Kentucky. Oh, come on, dude. That, I, 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 we've always told you, this is where God dwells, is in the state of Kentucky. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways, so, um, but yeah, so she's the biggest North Carolina fan, absolutely loves Armando Baycott. He's a senior this year. And so for her birthday, which was in January, we got her tickets to go see North Carolina play in Chapel Hill on Monday, a week from today. They're playing Miami. So big ACC game. We just coming off of a, a fresh loss to Duke. They play again Wednesday. Like Ooh, week four, Duke. I think. Yeah. Duke. Um, at Duke. So Duke. Ah, yep, exactly. Anyway, go ahead. Anyways. I don't like Duke. I don't like Duke either, but we should have won that game. Our guys are playing soft. Um, that's enough of that because, you know, it's, it's not baseball, I guess. We can talk more basketball, right? Well, we can if you want. I mean, it, um, you know, hope you guys have a good time and a safe trip. It looks like it's going to be a, what, you'll be back on Tuesday or Wednesday? We'll be back Tuesday. So we're going down Sunday after church. We're going to drive to my parents. That way we don't have as far of a drive to Chapel Hill. It's like three and a half hours um, from there to Chapel Hill. Wow. So Monday we're going to go down early, go to the Hall of Fame, kind of enjoy Chapel Hill a little bit, go to the game, and then we're driving back after the game Monday night. The how how far seven. drive is that? It's like a seven-hour drive, seven-and-a-half-hour drive. So you'll be getting home at seven in the morning? Oh, goodness, I hope not. The game's at seven. At night? Yeah. Okay. So, But, yeah, well, I mean, we'll be pushing. Oh, so you're going you're, 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 you're to be leaving Tuesday morning. What? No, we're driving back after the game. Okay. So we'll leave there probably by 10 or so, 10.30. So it's going to be, yeah. Five or six in the morning. Yeah. So, wow, dude. If I can't stay awake, I'll call you. You can call, but I probably won't answer. <laughs> dude, that is crazy. So um when you go down, are you going to drink lots of coffee on the way home? Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> Uh, well, that'll be fine. I hope your daughter enjoys it and, you know, get, um, you know, take her down there and have her enjoy herself. So, yeah, we're looking forward to it. taking the whole family. That'll be good. Um, so your parents aren't going. They're not going. No, they are not going to the game. Okay. They're going to be coming up here in a little over a week, though. I think they're coming up in two weekends. Two weekends. Oh, okay. Yeah, that's right. Um, Willie coming up. He's going to lead worship. 
He is going to lead worship with me. Yep. We're looking. I'm looking forward. See if to he'll it. start off with uh, Rolling Stones of Texas or something during the countdown. We could probably arrange that. Now rolling the Stones of Texas. Yeah, that would be awesome. I bet he could pull that off pretty good. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be fun. That'll be fun for you. Get your parents back up here. It's been a while, so um, you know I could I could probably uh, um, Snapchat him and see if there's any Dirt Dutchman in his plans. But uh, we right, we're gonna have a pretty so. pretty packed weekend. Is the problem because. Um, after Der Dutchman? No, we're not going to Der Dutchman. Okay. I don't know. Well, I don't know what, um, what, when they're getting up here, but we are going out f- next Friday to celebrate Allie and Kennedy's birthday. Um, their birthday is, um, Allie's is Wednesday of next week and Kennedy's is Friday, 15th wow. and 17th. So we're going to your favorite place. Would Olive that be Gar- the Olive Garden? Olive Garden. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite, dude. I love it. I, I love it. So yeah. garlicky and mm-hmm. so. So perfect. Yeah. It's just like the weather here in Central Lake. Exactly. It's so perfect. It's so, so that's where we're going to celebrate them. And then uh, Saturday, Christian's got a ball game here. Mm-hmm. Jordan's got a robotics competition like two hours away. Awesomeness. Wow. So That's crazy. But mom and dad wanted to come up and be able to see yeah. Christian play and, and Jordan compete perfect. and all that stuff. So well, That's fun. It's going to be a full weekend. Yeah, it's going to be a full weekend. Uh, my grandson just turned four yesterday. Awesome. Uh, yeah. So Gabriel. So happy birthday to him. I know he's not listening. So, but anyway, he, uh, <laughs> but, um, yeah, he's, he's, he's a cute one. He's, he's the youngest. So, four. Uh, yeah, four years old. Big four. Kennedy will be six next Friday. Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. It is crazy. Was, was she, she was born before you came? I came in 18 in May. Yes. So she was born February of 17. So she was about a year and yeah. 14 months or yeah. something when I came here, 15. It's pretty little. Yep. That's crazy, yep. really, if you think about it. That is crazy. And she's finally warmed up to you. Barely. 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 Yeah, she, she did wave to me yesterday. Right? Yeah. No, it used to be like whenever she would talk to him, it would be like, hi, Craig, where's Anita? Exactly. All the time. Always, where's Anita? Where's Anita? I'm like, well, she's not here. Where's Anita? I'm like, she's at home. Can I go see her? I'm like, yeah, you can. Yeah. <laughs> yeah other than that, like, not even give you the time of day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but hey, it was, uh, we had a good day yesterday. Very good day. I thought the, day. yeah, just the atmosphere was good. The, there was a lot of, of chatter, a lot of commotion. commotion. I don't know about commotion is the right word, like but That's a lot of bustle, hustle and bustle. A lot of hustle and bustle. It could have been that the second service was packed yesterday. Yes, it was. I mean, it was packed. Uh, from, what I hear on both sides. Both sides, wall to wall, in the back. It was crazy. Um, that makes a huge difference. That puts yes. a different atmosphere in there. So they were a little more lively yesterday. Than, yep. um, that helps. Know, yeah, yeah. It does help a lot. Um, but yeah, I mean, we were way over 300, uh, 320 something, I think, mm-hmm. or heard or something like that. So, um, but yeah, when you get that many people in that room, it, uh, I mean, I know it wasn't as packed as like a Christmas Eve, but it was, it was pretty packed. I mean, it was, um, when people were standing up, it was hard to, you know, see beyond that. So, right. um, but it was, right. it was good. And, um, I thought worship was good. I thought people sang well and, um, it was really good. I liked the, um, songs that we did coming out of, uh, the message yesterday. Mm-hmm. Uh, those were really good and, um, <clears throat> a little it, old school. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good though. It was very good. It just kind of, yeah. Um, coming to the fountain is really, really good. Yeah. The words are awesome actually. Yeah. yeah. All who are thirsty, mm-hmm. yeah. All who are thirsty, and then leading that into turn your eyes upon Jesus. 
um, which fit well with your message. And so, yeah, how, how easy could that be? I quoted. Yeah, it. you um, you put the ball on the tee for me on that one. I did. Like, hey, if you can't use turn your eyes upon Jesus, I don't know when you're going to use it. Right, this one's it right here. So exactly. Uh, but no, that was it. Was really good. I thought people listened well, and mm-hmm. yeah. um, I thought uh, you know it's kind of one of those the topic of kindness and next week goodness. Yeah. Um, you know, I had somebody ask me, what's the difference between kindness and goodness? And so we're going to explain that. I won't go into too much of that right now, but right. you know, but you look at something like kindness and we, we think we know what it is and we think we know what it is based upon our definition, but it's like any definition for anything. We always have to go back to the word of God, always have to go right. back to what God's right. word says about kindness and what he says about that. Because we think we might be kind, and sometimes we're kind to the people that we're kind to, but then we're not kind to other people. Right. Um, it, it, it's just a whole big thing, and so kindness and goodness, I think, are kind of a blurry. I mean, you think, well, love, joy, peace, patience. You're like, okay, those you can pretty much define those. And then you get to kindness, goodness. You're like, well, what's there? Right. And then faithfulness. You're like, okay, we got that. And then it's gentleness. So you're like, mm. so you got kindness, goodness, and gentleness. These are threes right. that are very, I think, blurred. Right, right. A little bit. So those are, I, I, to be honest with you, the, I think it's worth the series just to go through those because we right. think we know what those are, but I'm not sure we actually do know what those are. So, right. so kindness is a, it's a, uh, it's one of those things that I think Everybody's looking for, mm-hmm. but we don't see it anywhere. Exactly. I mean, you don't see it on television shows. You don't see it in the world. You don't see it right. in businesses. You don't see it hardly in your families. Sometimes you don't see it at church. Mm-hmm. I mean, agree. There's there's all kinds of things that 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 take place. I had um, I quoted a guy yesterday. Um, first thing up, his name is Dave Workman, and I think I've quoted him before, but he was the lead minister at the uh, Vineyard Church, uh, Tri County in Cincinnati for a number of years, and. Dave Workman was one of these guys that um, I thought that he was a genius when it came to just listening to what God wanted him to do when it comes to evangelism. He had such a heart of evangelist uh, to be an evangelist mm-hmm. because he he didn't grow up in the church and so gotcha. he he came along later. So he kind of lived kind of a worldly life. He's a musician and he did all these things. So he, he came to God knowing that this is the most important thing that you have to do. So right. he um, he had a quote yesterday um, that I. Want to give to you all, he said. Kindness is so rare in our culture. People need to need a visible demonstration of God's love and touch. We've made evangelism way too difficult, filled with crazy things and complex ideas. And I like that. Simply put, he says we are called to be like Jesus. Let that sink in. And that's it. That's good. Yeah, we're absolutely. called to be like Jesus, um, and that's the that's the biggest thing. Yeah, and I agree. I think that's that's probably true. You know, I love that part in there. We have made evangelism way too difficult, filled with crazy things and complex ideas. Because the truth of the matter is, and you and I have talked about this, you know, the message doesn't change. No, not the at all. The message is the same. And, and yeah, sometimes we've talked about it. You know, sometimes the method changes when it comes to, you know, the, the structure mm-hmm, and the church mm-hmm, and stuff. Mm-hmm. But evangelism is evangelism. Exactly. Like, that's taking... The gospel of Jesus, the hope that he provides, and exactly, you know, telling other people about that hope that, you know, everyone's looking for something. Mm-hmm. You, you go out into the world, you go out to the store, you go wherever, and you just see that people are lost. Mm-hmm. You see that, that they need they need something. Yep. You know, they're looking to find their worth in so many things, right. whether it's the newest 
you know, phone, or it's the nicest car, or it's that pair of shoes, or it's having the right significant other, mm-hmm. or it's, you know, you get on Facebook and you see it and everyone's taking all of these selfies and look at me and, and all of this, and they're putting filters on. And so you're getting a fakeness, but what they don't understand is the thing that they're trying to find is, is honestly found in Jesus. Exactly. They're, everybody's trying to, everybody's trying to fill something and mm-hmm. fill a void, a hole in their life. Um, um, Hey, can I take a commercial timeout yeah. for a second? Um, and we'll, we'll jump back into this. Uh, we are drinking coffee this morning. We are. And I, I drink coffee every morning. Well, yeah. most of the mornings. He's on his third pot right now, but, um, maybe not second. Yeah. Just, that's actually my second cup. So anyway, we're drinking, um, the person, uh, said anonymous. So we're going to go anonymous today, but it is from, uh, Black Rifle, correct? BRCC. And it is, uh, what's the name of this? It coffee? is called Electric Eagle. It's very good. It's very good. Um, this is one of those special ones, I think. It is, and it's like straight coffee. Like mm-hmm. it's straight. Um, it's smooth, and that's what I love about Black Rifles Coffee. For the most part, is is it smooth? I just got a new um, subscription in the mail on Friday, I think, and yeah. I was excited when I opened it because I had Silencer Smooth, and because I'm I'm I get the I don't know what I'm getting. They just send me two coffees every okay. Month. So the one with silencer smooth, and it is exactly what it sounds like. It's a lighter roast. I don't know if you'd like it. Um, and the other is one of my all-time favorites, and that's AK Espresso. Okay. It's very good. I don't it know if I've not, had that. It is not a light roast. I'll bring you some. It's a dark roast. Okay. I'll, I'll try it. I'll try it. If it's dark roast, I'll, yeah. I'll definitely do that. That sounds good. You had murdered out yet? I have, and it's good. good. It's very good. And um, Anita and I went over to Mechanicsburg um, mm-hmm. on Saturday. We went to Hemisphere. Hemisphere, Yeah. If you've never been there before, it's you know it's worth the trip over there. It's like what twenty minutes from Marysville or something. Yeah, I like didn't that. realize they had a place to go in and and have coffee. Yeah, I we sat down at this little roasted. table right next to this fireplace, which mm. was awesome because it was a gas fireplace, and so we had some kind of um, latte with oat milk. Yes, and um, it was really good. But when we got out of the uh, truck and you know we started, I got to the back of the truck. The coffee smell mm. hit me in the face because they grind everything they there themselves. They do everything. Like they you, roast everything. There, we basically were sitting in their warehouse is awesome. where we're sitting, where they do all the work. I mean, they had it, they have it partitioned off, but you can see in there and it's really kind of cool. So if That's you ever get great. a chance, go over to Mechanicsburg and go to Hemisphere. It's kind of a unique place to be. And, awesome. um, and yeah, we need to go over there sometime. Yes, we do. Maybe we can call them and see if we can do the podcast from there. Let's go. Like right now. We'll catch you guys at McKinney's. Pack it up. We'll see you at Hemisphere. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Now back to our regularly regularly scheduled scheduled program. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) On kindness, right? But yeah, kindness, we're all looking for that, and it's very hard to find. And um, I have heard this comedian quite often. I I love him. You've quoted him. This is like the third or fourth time. His name's Yakov Smirnoff. If you've never heard him, he's absolutely hilarious. And he said, uh, people say that New Yorkers aren't kind and can't get along. He said, that's not true. I saw two New Yorkers just the other day, complete strangers sharing a cab. One took the tire. The other took the radio. (laughs) (laughs) That's pretty good. It is good. You know, you're like, you're you're listening. I heard that the first time. And I even busted out laughing out loud. Right. Because that wasn't what I was expecting. Exactly. And yesterday, both services, you know, everybody laughed. Yeah, it was but it's but good. it's true. It's like we lack kindness. We do, you know, and I think that's a great representation of that. Is, mm-hmm. is that 
you know, our world does need more kindness. Well, here's the thing, though. Kindness is like anything else. Love, joy, peace, patience. And now we're into kindness. Yeah. Uh, kindness is it's who we are. Right. It, it, it's because it's driven by the spirit of Jesus Christ. It's not something that, hey, I got to muster up and be nice to Brandon today because that's what I'm supposed. No, it's it's really who you are. Right. right. Um, if you're not kind, that should be not the norm. It should be a slip up. And but most of the time. You know, being kind is not the norm. You right. know what I mean? Right. So I read again and going to read again as long as we're in this Galatians 5, 22 through 23. And it says the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Now, this is the big catch. It doesn't that Brandon can do this by himself or Craig can do this by himself. Exactly. It's the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And kindness, I think I said yesterday, kindness, simply put, is love in action. It is, uh, you know, when you're kind, you're being selfless. When you're being kind, you're not thinking about yourself. Right. You're thinking about somebody else. It's like if you're going to be kind to your spouse, you're thinking about the need of your spouse and not what how this is going to affect you. If you're thinking about um, church, you're not thinking about how this is going to affect you. You're going to think how does this affect other people and how's this, how am I going to glorify God. You're, yeah. you're thinking about somebody other than yourself at this point. So, um, yeah. Then you read um, from 1 Corinthians 13, 4, and um, 1 Corinthians 13 is known as the love chapter, um, but I think we we kind of take it out of context sometimes, and we, we associate it, and we've talked about this, where we associate it with weddings and couples, but the truth is is that if you, you kind of take a, a step back and look at it, it's really, um, you know, you look at God and what God's love looks like, that's in 1 Corinthians 13, that's exactly what it looks mm-hmm. like, love is patient and kind love is not jealous or boastful or proud right and 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 i love i do love this passage and it's one of those passages again that goes in one ear and out the other right because it looks good it sounds good it sounds poetic right it sounds oh this is what it should be but if you actually read the words Mm -hmm. and that's what you're supposed to be because you're emulating god because you got his spirit in you what about when you're married right love is patient love is kind Love is not jealous, and it doesn't. It's not boastful or proud, right? Can you say that in your marriage? Can you say that at church? Can you say that at your job? Mm-hmm. Can you say that on the road? Can you say that about yourself? No, I couldn't say that about you either. He's shaking his head down. <laughs> no, you said, "Can you say that on the road?" It's like, no, yeah, yeah, yeah I, I got you. I'm trying. It's. It, it, I put it this way: it's very difficult to do this on your own. Yeah. Oh, I can't. I can fake kindness for a few minutes. For a little bit, yep. But it ain't going to last very long. Right. It's not going to last very long. Yep. Colossians 3.12. Since God chose you to be his holy people he loves, you must clothe yourself with tender-hearted mercy. Think about this. Yep. Not just mercy, but tender-hearted, meaning your heart is breaking for this. Kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Right there, three of the fruit of the Spirit. Mm -hmm. What do you think? Yeah, that's it's just a great reminder, and I love that. I clothe yourself, you know, put it on. You don't you don't wake up in the morning and you your shirt just accidentally gets on your the top half of your body, right? No. You have to intentionally put your arms through each hole, put your head through the hole, pull it down. Well, the truth is, is that we have to clothe ourselves with tender hearted mercy. 
We have to clothe ourselves with kindness, with humility, gentleness, and patience. Mm -hmm. It is a conscious thing we have to do. Mm -hmm. And like you've already said, we can't do it on our own. We can fake it for a bit, but without the the help of the Holy Spirit, not going to happen. Exactly. And um, so I picked out four parts of Jesus' life in Mark 7 and 8 where Jesus showed kindness to in four different accounts. And, and I, I wasn't really going to do this because I thought, well, I'm really shortchanging these stories. But I thought, you know what? I'm going to do it. I'm going to give yep. four different snapshots, kind of like looking at a picture of, of what this looks like. And next week we're going to do the same thing. We're going to use Jesus as an example when it comes to uh, goodness. But um, I showed, said that, number one, Jesus showed kindness to a woman of another race. And I think this is very important. This right. is a this huge story. So um, it says, Jesus left Galilee and went to the north of the region of Tyre. And he didn't want anyone to know which house that he was staying in so he so he could keep it a secret. Right away, a woman who had heard about him came and fell at his feet. Her little girl was possessed by an evil spirit. And she begged him to cast out the demon from her daughter since she was a Gentile born of Syria So right then, she's a Gentile and Jesus is a... Jew. Jew. Yep. And the thing that people need to realize is at, right at this point in time, the height of Jesus doing this, there's a lot of racial tensions going on right. where he's at. In fact, if you watch the new se- season of The Chosen, the uh-huh. new one that aired last night, kind of yes. hinted toward the yes. racial tensions between yep. the Jews and the Gentiles. Am uh-huh. I right? When, yep. they, when they had those two groups. I mean, it was yeah. it was getting kind of chapped there at, at one As point. They went, they, were, they went into the Decapolis and they, they caused a lot of issues. Yeah. So there is, I mean, there is some really racial tension. And it even showed it last night when um, Simon Peter went into the, um, yeah, uh, the, into part, the Roman quarters. To the Roman quarters yeah. and uh, that he wasn't supposed to be there. Right. And so there's right. a lot of racial ch- tension taking mm-hmm. place. So, uh, you know, you, you can get a good look at that because, and here's the other thing with Jesus that I think caused him to be t- kind. Um, first of all, he wanted to be alone. Right. And I said yesterday, I'm like, if you ever wanted to be alone, you had all these distractions. Well, this lady was a distraction. Right. I mean, sometimes if you want to, like say you're trying to work on, say, worship for the next couple of weeks and you have one distraction after the other, you have a tendency to be not kind if somebody interrupts you. Yeah, if and, I'm trying to do that, guess what? I go in my door, in my office and shut my door normally. Exactly. And it's not that I don't, you know, like to talk to people or whatever, but it's like I'm, I want to be focused. Exactly. And that's kind of where Jesus is right now. Well, and the other thing which we already brought up, she's a, um, she's a uh, Gentile Greek, so yeah. there's this racial tension and you have to realize that, um, you know, there's an attitude because most Jewish rabbis would look at hers beneath them, kind of yep, like, right. um, kind of like, uh, it, she's stuck to the bottom of their shoes. So because God's chosen people are Jews, so they're going to look down on this. So, um, this woman begs Jesus to heal her daughter. And I, I think the response of Jesus, if you read this from the onset, is the craziest response right. in the world. Mark seven twenty seven. He says, first I should feed the children, my own family, the Jews. It isn't right to take food from the children and throw it to the dogs. And you're like, ouch. Okay, Jesus, so this lady wants her daughter to be healed, and this is what you say? Right. This is what you come up with? Well, this and, is the and you mentioned it yesterday, but knowing the background, where the Jews would call the Gentiles dogs. Exactly. Um, but if you, you read it in, in the Greek, you talked about that, was how you know Jesus didn't say the word dog as a domesticated 
he yeah he didn't say it as a as a um like a, a wild, wild yes rabid right mean dog it was more of a pet T- uh, loving uh, like, like a, a family member yeah yeah like Jasper. I like what I like what yeah exactly <laughs> yeah I like what Warren Worsby said I picture Jesus with a smile a twinkle in his eye when he says it's not right to feed the children's bread and, and give it to the dogs and I like that do you think that he's you know, he's mentioned to other people, you know, your faith has healed you. Do you think he's just testing her to see what her response is going to be? You know, uh, that's a good question because um, that might be um, might be the truth because if you look at anybody that's come to Jesus to be healed and he said, you know, your, your faith has healed you. Um, I think yesterday at one point I t- said, you know, this woman coming to Jesus being a Gentile Greek and he's a Jew and he's a rabbi, a rabbi's Jew, right. uh, you know, for that. You know, she's got to have faith enough to do this, right? right? So she knows Jesus' reputation. She knows that he's like a compassionate, kind Messiah. She knows, actually, if you follow Jesus at all, you would know that he does not agree with the Jewish rabbis For on sure. their stance against the, the Gentiles. So um, so she would have known all this. So I, I he might have been testing her faith to see how, right. how far is she going to push this. And here's what she says, mm-hmm. Mark 7, 28. That's true, Lord. And this is right after Jesus' response. She's like, that's true, Lord. But even the dogs under the table are allowed to eat some of the scraps from the children's plates. Right. That's pretty good. I think this woman, would you agree with this? I think not only does she show a little bit of spunk, but she also shows a um, kind of a kindness toward, back toward Jesus' response. Right. Kind of, it's, it's almost like a kind ban- bantering, do you think? Yeah. Absolutely. I mean, she... Yeah, absolutely. She's like, that's true, but exactly, you know, exactly. And I love his response. It's like, you know, Alex, Alex Trebek. It's like, good answer. Good answer. <laughs> I love it. I love it. He said, now go home for the demon has left your daughter. And when she arrived home, she found her little girl lying quietly in bed and the demon was gone. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I love it. I love it. Um, I love this account of Jesus. And, um, so there was racial tensions there. This was a woman of another race. Right. And I asked yesterday, I said, would you agree that our culture seems to be sitting on a powder keg? Mm-hmm. And um, literally, it comes from a couple of different sources. I know other people get involved in it. Right. But it's usually fueled by what? The media, mm-hmm. our and government, government, and the White House. Yeah. They're constantly fueling racial tensions within this country. And, and I'm going to be honest with you. If you're, I mean, you can disagree with me all you want. I think they want racial tension. I think that's right. what they like. They like right. division. They like uh, they like the tension. They like to play upon that. They like that it gives them more power because the more you get on your feelings and emotions on racial things, you feed that beast and right. you continue right. to allow them to make more policies don't that don't do anybody good and spend more money that doesn't do anybody good. And so, if you guys do that, can I just say, don't listen to them. Don't listen to the media. Don't believe their lies. Don't believe what comes from the government. Don't allow the culture, the place that you work, that, that you work, uh, your job, your a family member, a friend to lead you down a road that you shouldn't go that leads you away from God. And I think I said this yesterday that the Church of Jesus Christ needs to be the place that breaks down barriers, especially racial barriers. Would you agree with that? Right. We need to break those things down. Um, because we are Christ's followers and Jesus is our king. And here's the thing. Jesus is bringing us together. He's not going to divide us. Jesus isn't sure. going to divide races. He's not going to divide, you know, incomes. He's not, Jesus is not going to do this. So the church, no matter what the color, needs to be a place that is filled with the Holy Spirit of, of God. Yep. And doesn't 100%. divide and doesn't, um, drive wedges, um, between us. Yep. Absolutely. Um, I love Galatians 3. Yes. 
27 and 8. Oh, I lost my place. You want me to read it? Yeah, go for it. Oh, okay. I found it. Yeah, go, go, go for it, Joe. It says, all who have been united with Christ in baptism, here it is, have put on Christ, like putting on new clothes. There is no longer Jew or Gentile, slave or free, male or female, for you are all what? One. One. In Christ Jesus. Now, the church needs to be a place that we're the solution to racial problems, not a part right. of it. Right. And I think the church has been a part of it. I agree. I mean, way back, uh, what was it, 2020, when the whole George Floyd thing came yeah. down? I mean, there were Christians that went crazy. They yeah. went crazy, like lost their minds because of Black Lives Matter. We need to jump on this. We need to support this. We need. And I'm like, no, we're not going to support. That's a godless organization. They're yeah. based on. They're based on everything but God. Right. And we're not going to do. That's 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 your feelings and your emotions being fueled by the media. Unfortunately, bad things happen to all of us. Right. But here's the thing. You're not going to drive a wedge, and you're not going to go down a road that leads you away from God. Right. And we just can't do that, folks. And I don't care what it what it mm-hmm. involves, um, or what the title is. You know, it's exactly. Like you look at that, and it's like absolutely, Black Lives Matter. But when you look at their their mission statement and mm. what they're really about, mm. they're not even about Black Lives. Well, I mean, they're queer, they're transgender, it was, they're, yeah, it they're, was, they're 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 everything that goes against God. Right. Everything, right? And any no, no, no Christian with a uh, half a cylinder of a brain firing going in their mind right. would follow that right. at all, not at all. And so yesterday I said, simply put, and this is where we got our song. Yep, turn your eyes upon Jesus, look full in His wonderful face, and things of this earth will go strangely dim in the light of His glory and grace. Mm-hmm. And it just doesn't work for racial tensions. It. Oh, absolutely. how about how about your marriage? Mm-hmm. How about your job? How about driving on the road, Brandon? Mm-hmm. How about <laughs> hey, okay, okay, confession time. Yeah. I've been much better since I wasn't much better last Sunday. So when you blew it Sunday after the day, like you mean the day that then. you the day that you preached on patience, yeah, and I had happens. no patience. Right, exactly. <laughs> Satan's like, hey, well, it's kind of like I didn't say this yesterday, and I probably should say this after every before we leave uh, today. We talked about kindness. Guaranteed you're going to be testing your kindness maybe before you leave this building today. Yeah. Maybe before you get on, uh, into your own house. Maybe before you get, uh, into work tomorrow. You're going to be tested on yeah. this. Yeah. So get, just get ready. It's just, it's just the name of the game. So. Right. But, but, but how true is that? You know, I know that's a song and we, we sing it and, and it's a good song, mm-hmm. but it's true. Right. Turn your eyes upon Jesus. Don't get focused. What it's saying is don't get focused on anything else. Look full in his mm-hmm, wonderful mm-hmm, face. Mm-hmm. And the things of earth, all the static, all the noise, everything that's going, the media, the, you know, everything that's going on around you, the things of earth will grow strangely dim in the light of what? His glory and grace. You see, when we focus on him, that's the only thing that matters. It's all about him. All that's about the only him. thing that matters. Only everything thing. else will fall into place. I love uh, Ephesians two fourteen through 15. You read this. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He And, and that is something right now that our country needs, peace. That, that our world needs is peace. Mm-hmm. But they're looking for it, but again, they're not finding it because they're not looking in the right place for mm-hmm, it. Mm-hmm. For Christ himself has brought peace to us. He united Jews and Gentiles into one people when, in his own body on the cross, he broke down the wall of hostility that separated us. Mm-hmm. He did this by ending the system of law with its commandments and regulations, all those hoops that mm-hmm. they thought they had to jump through to stay right with God. Mm-hmm. He made peace between Jews.
Jews and Gentiles by creating in himself one new people from the two groups. Exactly. And that is talking Jews and Gentiles, but right. here it applies to all of us to what we do. We're all, we're one people in Jesus Christ. That applies to red, yellow, black, and white. Um, all of us are one people. I, I read a, a verse yesterday. I wasn't going to throw it in, but I thought this is so good. Um, and this kind of just speaks for itself. It's Luke six thirty one through 36. Mm-hmm. It says, do to others as you would want them to do to you. If you love only those who love you, then why should you get credit for that? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do only good to those who do good to you, then why should you get credit? Even sinners do that much. And if you lend money to those who can only repay you, why should you get credit? Even sinners will lend to other sinners in full re- for full return. And this is the difficult part. Yeah. Love your enemies and do good to them. And I said yesterday, this is like swallowing a humongous horse pill. Right. This truly is. Love your enemies and do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward will be in heaven will be very great. You will truly be acting as children of the Most High, for He is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. Yeah. Talk about a verse standing on its own. Yeah. It's that one. Yeah. Well, then I brought up uh, Jesus was um, kind to a man that was disabled. And in Mark chapter 7, verses 32 and 33, it says, A deaf man with a speech impediment was brought to him, and the people begged Jesus to lay his hands on the man and to heal him. Jesus led him away from the crowd so they could be alone. He put his fingers into the man's eyes, or into the man's ears, and then spitting on his own fingers, he touched the man's tongue. And I love, you have to love Mark on this, because um, he's given you a really good description uh, because I love I love the Gospels because each of the Gospel writers tell something in the story that makes it believable. Right. Like he could have just said he healed him and gave right. the story, but he let him away. Right. To be away to get away from the crowd. Yep. This is really the, the it's like the details are very important. Right. So in Mark chapter seven, um, Jesus did this last night. In the, in I was the gonna episode. say, what what were your thoughts when this happened in was, the chosen yeah, episode was, seven? Yeah, it was crazy. I was like, I looked at Ali. I'm like, Craig just, you know, read these verses today. I know. It's crazy. I love when it? that 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 doesn't happen on accident. I don't think. No, that was crazy. I mean, so, that, so honestly, we should probably go back and read that account every day this week and be like, okay, God, what are you trying to tell me exactly. through this? Because exactly. it happened twice yesterday. So what is He trying to teach us through that? Exactly. So Mark 7, 34 and 30 through 36. 35. Sorry. Yep. He says, looking up to heaven, he sighed and he said, and he did that last night. Yep. Did you? He was yep. like, yep. I thought that was awesome. Yeah. The way that, it was almost verbatim yes. how the scripture. Yeah. And it's, um, Ephrathah, right? Which means be opened. Instantly, the man could hear perfectly and his tongue was freed so he could speak plainly. Yeah. That was awesome yeah. last night to see that. I do I, love it. And I appreciate sometimes when they throw in a little bit of, of, of human humor. You know, it's like. Well, like he, I said, yeah, Jesus had humor. Jesus wasn't rigid. No. And he was like, you know, you know, here, Mark seven thirty seven. They were completely amazed and said again and again, everything he does is wonderful. He even makes the deaf to hear and gives speech to those who cannot speak. And then after that, he tells them what? Don't, don't say anything anybody. about it. He's like, I'm asking you do one thing. Don't tell anybody. <laughs> yeah, last night they're like, Lord, Lord, what can we do for you? Do you know what you can do for me? Don't tell don't anybody. anybody. And he's like, and Jesus is like, do you hear what I'm saying? He was like, I can now. 
you know, because he was deaf. And so, exactly. like, they all laugh and about Jesus it. Jesus was like, good one. <laughs> he was like, yeah, good one. Um, so I love that, that humor because it's like that, that side of Jesus you don't always get when you read the Bibles. Exactly. Uh, the Bibles. The Bible. Um, because, the Bible, yeah. you know, it's just like very rigid sometimes, yeah. but it's like Jesus was a human. He had yeah. humor. We were made in God's likeness. We have humor mm-hmm. because of that. Well, so, and again, I'm, we're, we're doing these in snippets and right. you have to realize something here. When Jesus, um, heals this man, it's not in a really a convenient time for him. He, he's, mm-hmm. he's on a, he's on a mission from A to Z to get right. someplace. Right. And Jesus was, it was just brought, he was just brought, he just came there. Right. And so it's never convenient to do the right thing right. if you you can't really just ever plan it. It's, right. Well, it was like the previous episode where he heals the the woman who had the bleeding problem. Exactly. You know, it wasn't convenient. He was he was trying to get somewhere. The crowds exactly. were pushing around him. He was inconvenienced, exactly. and then bam, you know, she touches the the, the trim of his cloak, and mm-hmm. it's like he felt the power leave him. It's like mm-hmm. okay, okay, now I got to stop where I was doing to address this. Well, and I and I and I didn't labor this yesterday because I just said I I think we need to take a, an example from Jesus, and we need to show kindness today for people who have disabilities. Right, and that's one of the reasons why in our children's ministry we have the wonderful works room, for sure. and we've actually are gaining. Mm-hmm. Volunteers and kids in yeah. there. Um, I think when you plan for things like that, and you make and you make it a, uh, a we want to minister to you. We yes. want and we're, we want to we want to be available. God will put people in your way, right? And it's going to be not convenient, right? Um, you know, um, you know whether it's a physical or mental or whatever uh, right. disability we yep. we really do need to be kind to people because Jesus loves them Jesus loves us and so we we need to show that uh, you know that kindness to yep. um to them and then i put um Jesus shows uh kindness to a group that was hungry okay i know we've we've hit the chosen a lot already they're leading into this account i know in the season finale i know that that airs tuesday night I know. so it's crazy isn't it yep and we didn't plan this out with no way. It just happened this way. Yeah, we don't we don't sit down and talk with the creators of the chosen. Yeah, I I, I think I would get lost in the shuffle. He talks too much. He, doesn't yeah, he? yeah. <laughs> Love him. Love his passion. He's like boop boop boop. His boop, mind boop, works boop, great when it comes to the direction. Dude, I'd like for him to come preach here one day, and I'd like to see how long he goes over. Okay, so while we're there, here okay. we go. I was going to save it for later. Okay, but we're here. I want to show kindness. I want to commend you. Look at that. You love. He's giving me – you gave me that yesterday while I was doing – I did. You looked at me like – I was doing the, the announcements, and I was talking about the night of prayer being on um, Valentine's Day, and he gave me the heart hand symbol. <laughs> you looked at like – I looked down and be like, all right, Taylor Swift. Exactly. Um, but anyways, great job yesterday. You were under time both services. Both. Not just – when you're under time first service, I expect you're going to be a little overtime second service. And you I did go a hair longer. You went longer, but you but were still much. under time. Yeah. So great job. We were under time, well under like a couple minutes, letting out. Yeah, you services. know what I like. Why I like being under time, it's it's like going to the bank and making a deposit. Doesn't happen like that. So like if like next week or the week after, I need to withdraw. <sighs> I I just put a slip in, I withdraw, and I'm good. Is that how it works? Banks closed on Sundays. Uh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So a group that is hungry, he shows kindness to a group that's hungry. So. Let me set the stage, and and here's the bad thing about doing what I did yesterday. I really – this is a snippet. Right. 
So Jesus is teaching these people for several days, and I'm anxious to see how they do this on The Chosen, but he's teaching them. And this crowd has been with him for about three days, and so they haven't eaten for three days. They're out in the countryside. Yeah, they're not. So imagine not eating for three days. I mean, you're going to be hungry. You're going to be miserable. can't imagine not eating for three hours. Exactly, 100%. So, um, you know, Jesus is concerned that. You know, not only I, and I said yesterday that I love Jesus because he sees the big picture. Yes, he knows these people as he's as, as and looking at the chosen last night. It was really good to see how they're leading into this because, right? Um, you know, it's very it's one of those times where they are out there, yeah. and Jesus has got this big picture of the kingdom of God. Giving them Jesus, uh, giving them God, giving them a new way of life, but he's also looking like, well, these people have to eat. Right. I mean, he knows for a fact you got to yeah. eat because he. It went on a fast for 40 days. Right. So he knows how that important that is. So. Well, and, and also, if he doesn't meet their physical need with food, they're yeah. not going to remember anything he said exactly. because they're going to take their minds off of what he said and focus it on, oh, my goodness, exactly. I'm so hungry, and everything that exactly. he said in one ear out the other. So in Mark 8, 4 through 8, says his disciples um, replied, well, how are we going to supposed to find food to feed all the people out here in the wilderness? And Jesus and Jesus asked, well, how much bread do we have? Seven loaves, they said. So Jesus told all the people to sit down on the ground, and he took the seven loaves. He thanked God for it, and he broke it into pieces, and he gave it to his disciples, and he distributed bread to the crowd. A few small fish were found, too. And so Jesus also blessed these and told the disciples to distribute them. I love this part. They ate as much as they wanted. Afterwards, the disciples picked up seven large baskets of leftover food that's awesome i wonder if jesus could do that to pecan pies you had like 12 pies left over from like just the recipe right how awesome would that be german chocolate cake yes you know you you both and you do make a very the best german chocolate cake i've ever had but i gotta be honest with you jesus's would i bet jesus could whip up a german chocolate cake like you would not believe it i bet he could i actually got my recipe from jesus you know what? You may have. <laughs> and Baker's German chocolate, but. Anyway. Jesus is like Brandon double frosting. I do it four times. Exactly. <laughs> Quadruple frosting. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus makes the frosting four inches thick on exactly. his cake. <laughs> and the cake is an inch, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, that actually wouldn't be bad. Yeah, it would be very good. But what a unique story of Jesus yeah. seeing the, the big picture of this and, um, looking at the big picture of everything. And this is the great thing about Jesus. Um, and I, I don't want you to miss the point on this because Jesus sees the big picture for us too. Right. He sees the entire thing. He, he's looking at everybody. He's looking at their hearts. He's looking at their journey. Like even, even the man who comes up who is mute and yeah. can't talk, yeah. you know, even the lady who's wanting her, uh, her daughter to be healed because she's got this demon spirit inside of her. He's looking at the big picture of this. You can just, you can just tell by reading the scripture how Jesus is analyzing all this. So he's looking at the big picture, not just for the, all the people that we're talking about, but he sees it for you and me too. Exactly. There's a big picture to you. There's a big picture to me and to all of us. So right. he's not just picking out snippets of your life and saying, you know, I'm going to condemn you because you did this or, you know, I'm going to give you all the good because you did this. Right. No, he's looking at the entire picture of, uh, of your life. Yep. And, um, and I think that we can take a, uh, a cue from Jesus on just being kind to people who have needs too, mm-hmm. you know. Because I like what Beverly Lewis said, and that was a good quote. She's um actually actually heard her say something else, and I started researching her, and I thought this lady knows what she's talking about. But um, 
She says you can tell a great deal about a person by the way they treat those who can't do anything for them. Mm-hmm. Kindness doesn't have to be huge. Sometimes it's a response to a common everyday to everyday needs. And that's the thing, you know, mm. so often today, you know, we're I'm, I'm guilty of it sometimes. I'm only willing to help somebody out who has something to offer me in return. You know, it's like, exactly. oh, well, I'll help them because then I can put that in my back pocket in case I need something from them in the future. Yeah, well, yeah, that's that's kind of like a politician mind, right? right? Got, God wants us to to help people with no strings attached. None doesn't matter. Yeah, exactly. So the last one is Jesus shows kindness to a blind man. a blind man. Yeah, Mark eight twenty two through twenty five. It says when they arrived in Bethsaida, some people brought the, a blind man to Jesus and they begged him to touch the man and heal him. Jesus took the blind man by the hand and led him out of the village. Then spitting on the man's eyes, he laid his hands on him and asked, Can you see anything now? The man looked around. Yes, he said. I see people, but I can't see them very clearly. They look like trees walking around. And then Jesus placed his hand, his hands on the man's eyes again, and his eyes were opened. His sight was completely restored, and he could see everything clearly. Sounds good. Yeah, okay, so... Yeah, I think I said yesterday, I don't know if I did it in both services, like, do you notice anything about this account? Um, it's the only time, and it's to my knowledge, yep, mine too. in the Bible where Jesus had to do a second healing on right. the same miracle, right? Yep. I don't, I don't remember hearing or seeing mm-hmm. that, um, again, that Jesus had to physically touch this guy again so that he could be healed. Right. So, I have a question. Nothing is coincidence with God or, right. or Jesus. Right. Nothing is coincidence with this either. Mm-hmm. I believe Jesus is showing us something here. Mm-hmm. And um, one of the things I think he's showing us is kind of like I, I said yesterday, you know, you've come to Jesus Christ in your life. You've given him your life. You've given him your soul, your heart. You're on fire for Jesus. And then all of a sudden something happens in your life and life hits or you made a bad decision or you gave into temptation. And all of a sudden you got you went six or seven steps backward right. instead of forward. And then I was like, who in this room has needed a second touch of Jesus? Yeah. Raise your hand. A lot of exactly. people raise their hands. And have you? Yeah, absolutely. Have you needed more than a second touch? Mm-hmm. Third? Fourth? Yeah. John six thirty seven. Those the Father who has given me will come to me, and I will never reject them. And here's yeah. the thing that I know a lot of people have a hard time with. As long as you are top side of the ground. Right. Like you're not under the ground by six feet or you're not cremated. Guess what? You've got another chance. You still have time. You can get it together. Yep. Here's the thing. If you just walked out of a sinful situation in your life and you're immediately, you have conviction in your life, you can come to God right then. And guess what? You've got another touch of God. Yep. Now, I'm not saying you don't have to live with the consequence of what right. you just did. Exactly. But you have, you, this is the beauty of Jesus Christ. This is the gospel of Jesus Christ always working in our life. And even if you have made a, a decision to follow Christ at one time in your life and you fell backward and now you, guess what? It's the same as Jesus putting his hands on that blind man for the second time. So now you can see clearly because something happened where you didn't see clearly. And maybe you didn't see clearly when you first, when it, when it first happened. So I think it's very important that we, that we understand that there's a second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, tenth, whatever touch of Jesus in our life. Right. Doesn't mean you have to abuse it. Right. It just means that that's the compassion of God. That's the love of God. And, um, because I think I said yesterday that people think that Jesus really put his fist down, his thumb down on you, but you got to remember Jesus said, I've, 
come to the seek and to save that which is lost. Right. He ain't judging yet. Now you, exactly. you may be judged because of the consequences that you do. Cause Jesus, you know, he also says there's consequences to your sin and, right. you know, right. whatever, but, uh, but you have to be so very, uh, very careful not to, to allow yourself to, to go down a road where you can't ever get it right with God again. Right. Right. Because you can't. You can. You exactly. Get it right with God. Uh, Titus 3. Four through six, when God our Savior revealed his kindness and his love, he saved us not because of the righteous things that we had done, but because of his mercy, he washed away our sins, giving us a new birth and a new life through Jesus, uh, through the Holy Spirit. He generously poured out his spirit upon us through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Yep. Again, everything you have is through Jesus Christ. And so here's the thing that I, I you know, I kind of closed out yesterday and said this, and I'll say it right now. Don't forget what God has done for you. Mm-hmm. Don't get so landlocked on politics in your world, your job, your shame, your guilt, your worries, your anxieties, that it over supersedes what God has done for you in your life. Right. Because we can allow that to get into the way. Don't allow, don't let anything to pull you away. So this week, work on kindness. Work on kindness and, and, and work on that kindness and allow the Holy Spirit to drive that and not you do it on your own. Right. So, so there's that. Good stuff. Right? Yeah. Sunday's goodness. Sunday is goodness. Um, want to let you guys know that during the months of February, March, and April, and May, we are going to be taking two weeks each month to highlight various ministries at RCC. Each ministry is going to have a display in the Welcome Center, and our prayer is that you're going to stop by. You're going to see what's taking place in the ministries, and also, if you're not involved, maybe you can find out how to get involved if that is a ministry that you would want to get in, involved with and volunteer. Uh, it's February's 12th and 19th, that's the next two Sundays here at church, mm-hmm. we actually are going to be highlighting our Young at Heart ministry. That is the ministry that is for 55 and over, and so if you are not involved in that, would like to be, there's going to be information. They're going to have a, um, they're going to have a display. And if there's maybe, maybe you would be interested in helping. I right. know they do dinners and yep. they have to do setups. And I've helped maybe before. You can help I you helped out. once with, with Young at Heart. I cook salmon. That's what I heard. Yeah. It was good. You love fish. I love it. Yeah. Hey, did you hear about women at the well? I did hear about women at the well. That's this Friday, mm-hmm. the 10th. 10th. Yeah. At 630. 6.30. Okay, I'm going, you've got it in front of you. I'm going off the cuff in the fellowship hall. I created a graphic for it, so I, I do did. have that in the back of my mind. I know you did. Um, it's a night of worship for women in the fellowship hall. Um, come one, come all. And, and enjoy yourself. And enjoy yourself. Have a good time of worship. And you can register at richwood.church forward slash women. Perfect. Yeah. And then we have a night of prayer coming up a week from tomorrow night. It's Valentine's, Valentine's Day. Day. And if you're not celebrating Valentine's Day with your sweetheart, you're doing it the weekend before or the weekend after or whenever, come to prayer night. Well, uh, we're going to have a little different, little different look. We will talk a little bit about love. We'll dwell on the love of God, but we, I'm going to do something a little bit different that might be, you know, something you might want to be able to take part in. So we're going to celebrate that night big time for Valentine's Day. We've Are got, you? um, three different parent teacher conferences at the school. Um, and then we're heading straight here for night of prayer. It's going to be awesome. Yeah. All you need is love. That's right. You want me to sing that for us? Yes. Prayer, prayer night. Would you? Yeah. 
Yeah. And then we have uh, kind of an all-church breakfast coming up. This is exciting. March the 19th, the Young at Heart Ministry is going to be providing breakfast uh, prior to the first and second uh, services in the Fellowship Hall. Uh, it's going to be buffet style is what it said. So breakfast will be on March 19th, 8 a.m., and they're going to stop at 845 and then resume at 945 for the second service. Come and enjoy breakfast. So I hope, you know, maybe you won't have maybe you won't take the family out to eat or anything. Maybe just do maybe, that. maybe my kids. They'll always, be down there anyway. They'll be down there anyways. Yeah. They're always like, ah, what are they having today? Exactly. It's like, do you want something for breakfast? No, we'll eat at the church. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, remember, uh, Round Lake Christian Camps, uh, church camps coming up. I know we probably don't push this enough, but it's yeah, something absolutely. I think we need to do. Yep. And um, camp season 2023, uh, there's information out in the Welcome Center. And um, actually, um, registration start on February 14th. That's right. So you can uh, register at www.roundlake.org. And yep. um, there's a... Um, let me just do this real quick. Um, this year, parents pay 25% of what it is. So I don't know what camp, what That's it is. It's not bad at all. No, it's very good because RCC is going to pay 25%. Yeah. And then there is the Ted and Catherine Miller Memorial Fund that pays 50%, yep. Yep. which is awesome. Yep. That's great. So there's really not an excuse not to go. So you're getting 75% paid of your child to go to church camp this year. So if it's a, right. I don't know, if it's 200 bucks, 75% is, if it's $100, it's $75 is covered. So right. I think it's more than 100, isn't it? I don't know. It depends on the camp. Like okay. Christian could go to like a two day camp, so I'm assuming they're not quite as much as the yeah. full week. Yeah. But um, what do you have the website pulled up? What camps am I able to go to? I don't have it pulled up. There any middle school camps? No. I, I oh think wait, the that's preschool how I act. is preschool. Oh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. Exactly. So um, here's something you might not know. Okay. We are eight weeks away from spring. Easter. Oh, wow. So kind of spring. From Easter, bro. That's Eight crazy. weeks away from Easter. Which means we're, after that, we're like two weeks away from Christmas. Okay. Right? That's what it feels like. Craig's oh like, no, give me summer. Gosh. Yeah. So anyway, heads up. Good Friday service. Mm-hmm. It's going to be Friday, April 7th at 6 p.m. And then Sunday, April 9th at 9 and 1030, Easter celebration. So here's what I want you all to do if you're listening to this. Mark those days off. Come. Invite somebody that doesn't go to church. Invite them to come with you. Invite them to be here. You come with them. And uh, let's uh, let's do this. Let's uh, let's celebrate what God has done for us. I'm not sure what the series is going to be. I thought about calling victorious or something like that. I mean, I mean, is there anything more victorious than Jesus coming out of the walking out of the tomb? Nope. I mean, seriously. Awesome, right? So we sing victory in Jesus. Oh, that's a good song. Bluegrass that one out. I heard an old, old story. I like to take those songs and just make them bluegrass. I'm fine with that. Yeah? I'm 100% fine with that. There you go. I mean, I, I, you know, I don't know if this is true or not. I wonder when Jesus walked out of the tomb, the stone rolled away, if a light came out, and Hank Williams was standing there singing, I saw the light. <laughs> Something like that, I'm exactly. sure. I'm sure it was close. How awesome would that have been? Right? I wondered. And... <laughs> yeah. So um, that's kind of what's going down at RCC uh, over the next um, whatever. Yeah. Don't forget, no podcast next Monday. I will be thinking of you all as I'm in Chapel Hill, the great state of North Carolina, watching the best basketball team of all time, just not this year. Folks, I want you to know I'm always here on Monday. <laughs> 
I'm always here on Monday, and I would podcast anytime. So anytime we're off, it's always the other half of the grounded episode. Hey, you can always podcast by yourself. Set Dude, all I, this I, up. And I don't know how to do that. Exactly. I'm, I'm I'm in my fifties. I don't know how to do that. Oh, please. You what? can teach an old dog new tricks. Now Maybe. I wasn't calling you a dog. What kind of like dog was I? A rabbit dog or no, a pet it was dog? More like a pet. You're like. Okay. <laughs> He's like, Jesus. <laughs> That's right. He's not calling me the dog. He's like, <laughs> good reference. But again, how, how awesome was it last night on that episode? That's what they did on the night, on the day that we talked about that. Oh, exactly. It, ga- it actually gave me chills. Like I looked over at Allie and she looked over at me. I'm like, what are the, but that's, that's happened multiple times. Mm-hmm. As well, like you've mentioned a verse, and we'll go home, and yep, and the yep. you know the episode will air that night, and we turn it on. It's like that's exactly what we talked about today. It's the craziest thing I've ever seen. Yeah, um, I'm looking forward to the next Tuesday. It's the final episode, the final episode of this season. I think they're planning on eight seasons total. Wow. Um, and so this episode is the final of season three. It's episode eight, and that's Tuesday night at nine o'clock is when that one will air. That's when mine aired last night. Last night? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, ours aired at seven. We watched the live stream at seven. All right. Well, I watched it on Brigham Young University Channel. Oh, okay. On the Roku. Gotcha. Uh, on the Roku. So we watched it on the, the Chosen app. Did you know? The Chosen now has their own app. See, I liked watching it at nine o'clock because I was about in bed at nine o'clock. I didn't have to listen to the rambling. Dallas did ramble, didn't he? Yeah, because I texted. I want one of those one shirts. I texted. I said, "Is he still talking?" <laughs> I want one of those shirts. I don't know if they are. It's uh, like it was like it had two fish, yeah, and then the plus sign, and then like five loaves, and then there's a line, and it was like five thousand. Really, underneath is like two fish. Here's something I noticed last 5, night 000. for the very first time after three seasons: um, how um, when it's coming on and the fish are swimming one way, mm-hmm. and then they start swimming the other way. Do you know what those represent? I do, but tell me. It's the, the disciples. Yeah, going. Jesus and the disciples. And so there, there's 13 of them total. Okay. Yeah. The teal fish are, there's yes. 13 of them where they end up swimming the other way. They're going against the current. Never noticed that before. Yeah. Yep. It's pretty awesome. I usually don't watch the credits, but for some reason I was honed in on the credits last night. So there you go. Um, Kate, okay. I do like the chosen a lot and we've talked about it mm-hmm. a lot. Mm hmm. Bro, I need more Jesus though. I there's too much um other stuff. Right. I just and I need it was like uh, if it was all Jesus, nobody watched it. I was like, that's not even right. Right. I'm like the guy that plays Jesus is really good. And and I've all, I'm always I've always been a big fan. Can you be a fan of Jesus? Of, of Jesus, okay. but but of Simon. <laughs> I I really like the guy that they cast for Simon too. Yeah. Simon's a punk. He is a punk. Yeah, maybe I relate to him a little bit. He is I don't a know. Punk man. Yeah, I mean, I my always, wife's probably like, "Yes, you're a lot." Yeah, like him. <laughs> oh my gosh. You know, when I read the Bible, I always think Simon's kind of a punk, and now watching it on the shows, I'm like, he right. truly he is, is definitely a punk. Uh, yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> yeah. But Jesus is so believable, and so t- teaching these guys, yeah. moving them yep. into a realm, like the conversation with John last night. Yeah. Um, how he wanted Peter, you know, Simon Peter to come, yeah. but John was getting irritated with Jesus. Like, why is yes. he, you know, he's, he has not been, his head's not been in the game. He's going through this whole thing yeah. and keep Matthew back. Let Matthew wait on him. Exactly. I and need to be with Jesus. You. Like really sternly mm-hmm. 
but lovingly. He was stern. I thought he was stern. He was. When he did it. But but the truth is, looking at that, like we need that in our lives. There, there are times where I, you know, I need. You know, we talked about that on um, on this past Wednesday at our our men's group, um, where we're going through Kingdom Man, and we talked about you know the fear of God. Right. And it's like you know, do you fear God? Yeah. You know, does the world fear God? No. Right. You know, does our society fear God? No. But you know, we were talking, and I actually, when we split into our groups, I gave the same illustration that you gave at the very end of, you know, it reminded me of me growing up and and with my dad. You know, I I loved my dad. Mm-hmm. But I have I had a fear of my dad. Now, not a fear of like he was going to kill me, right? But it was a reverence, right? Right. Um, because I respected him, and I knew that if I got out of line, he mm-hmm. was going to be kind of like Jesus was with John last night. He was going to be stern, mm-hmm. and there were going to be consequences. But I knew that it was for my good, and that's mm-hmm. the way Jesus Jesus has been mm-hmm. too. And so, yeah, it's. It's mm-hmm. been good. It is really it's good. crazy that it's almost over Tuesday night and, and end of season three, and then we we have to wait again. How long? That, I don't know, but it's that's the frustrating part for me. It's like, come on, just record season four and get it out there. Just do them all at one time and give me a lot of Jesus this time. A lot of Jesus this time. Yeah, that's what they need. The chosen season four, a lot of Jesus. <laughs> it's our <laughs> slogan. More Jesus. <laughs> yes, exactly. More Jesus, more coffee. I don't know. We should sell T-shirts. That's Actually, I think they do. That's nothing that's never been said. More yeah, Jesus, I've got coffee. a sign in like, my office and it yeah. says, all I need is a little bit of coffee and a, a lot of Jesus. That's about right. I'm going to exit out and say, all I need is a lot of coffee and a lot of Jesus. Exactly. <laughs> oh, man. Well, yep. Well, thank you guys for listening as always. And, um, guys, you guys, um, those of you who are, re- um, religious listeners, if that's what we're allowed to say, that regular we'll say regular listeners. Um, I know I hear, I hear, from some of you from time to time and you'll cue in on something that that, <laughs> that we've said so thank you guys for listening and and being a part of it and always um you know supporting us and all and if you uh you know you really like it and you want to share it to somebody you think they would enjoy this or you know um just pass it along and tell them about it and we also have um like stickers if mm-hmm. you want that you can we need to update our some stickers we logos, need to update our logos our hair is different yeah yours about you, to change again i think right? i think i'm gonna cut it short again mm-hmm. i've been running more and but so like bald. i'm not going bald but i am going way shorter because my hair gets on my nerves when i run so it just gets sweaty and gross. oh when you run okay yeah gotcha. when i okay. when i run we're not going through that again <laughs> We know you. The last time you ran was what? Oh, nineteen. I don't know. Two thousand seven. I don't know. From first to third. First to third, and I grabbed the back of my leg. It was it. Was it was, he was done. Blew out his hammy. It, literally, like somebody put a fork in the back of my leg. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, thank you guys for listening. Yep, and again, absolutely. we won't be here next Monday. So uh, pick a podcast that we did in the past and pull one out. And, and you never know. Maybe we'll record one later in the week, and maybe. we'll surprise you. You never know. We did that one time, right? We did. Yeah. Yeah. Shortened version of something. So yep. We could do that. Yep. We could do that. Well, um, I know I'll see you again in just a minute, but it's always a pleasure. It is always a pleasure. I look forward to Mondays. Yeah. I do. Coffee and Craig. <laughs> waffles and Brandon, I would like to say. But. <laughs> we need to do waffles again. Yeah. I've got some bacon going in the smoker today. So Bacon with Brandon. Bacon with Brandon. Coffee with Craig and bacon with Brandon. I like go. that. There we go. <laughs> After after this evening, I'm gonna smoke me some more bacon, so I'll have some fresh bacon. Maybe I'll bring you a pack. Things are better smoked. I agree. Yeah, one hundred percent. Smoking a um, I'm gonna smoke a uh, 
boneless ribeye roast today as well. Never done one of those before, but how much are you gonna eat of it? It's a five pounder. I probably eat about four. Yeah, I thought what well, Christian might eat. No, three Christian would probably eat about three pounds of it himself. Right. Oh, man, yeah, nice. he's excited. So, well, you guys don't want to hear that. We can continue this conversation after we are off the air here. So, um, real quick, what'd you think of the uh, prediction last week? Oh, Puxatani Phil. Oh, yeah, six more weeks yeah. of, um, it's Groundhog Day again. I watched again. the movie. Oh my! Did you really? Yeah, we. I watched it. Yeah. Allie and I watched it. Okay, I know. We're, I know you already signed off, but here we go. Yeah. Um, there's a scene in the movie where he's sitting in the restaurant with Ali Sheedy. Yeah. And is Ali Sheedy not Ali Sheedy? Ali, what's her name? Oh, Ali something. Yes. Anyway, um, he's sitting there and she's looking at him because he's eating. All he's, that, he's, he's, he's puts that whole that piece of cake in and his she's mouth like, at once. Uh, he's like, I'm not saying I'm the god. I'm saying I am a god. Because he's like, watch this. And he's doing all these. Yes. <laughs> it is hilarious. <laughs> I love, I just love the change that takes place. And she's in looking him. at him like he's gross. And he's like, what? What? <laughs> and then he lights up the cigarette. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> oh, Bill Murray. Poor guy. He is aged. Yeah, he has. And he's really not. He's not that thinking. old. He looks like he's 120. He does. He does. So, well, on that note, six more weeks of winter. Exactly. Um, I'm going to continue to help Craig get through it, and we'll be at spring soon enough, and he'll be happy Somewhat for a happy day again. or two. For a day or two. <laughs> like I said, 14 days out of the year. You've done well. I'm proud yeah, of you. Yeah, yeah. So, all right. Well, you all have a great week, Craig. Have a great day. You too. Bye. Bye.